Hey, saints of God, welcome to Word for Today. I pray that this Word today will change you. It changed me. Come on, let's learn together. Hello, 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 saints of Yahweh. What's up? It is another glorious, wonderful day in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We give God all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. Hallelujah. We take today and we just thank God. It is a it is a wonderful thank God Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> and I ask that I, I ask that you center yourself, get yourself ready for the word for the day. I thank you, God, that you are enlightening us, that you're opening our eyes of understanding, that you are shedding light on your word. We ask that you help us to gleam from your word and understanding and light that will help us grow and become your representatives in your kingdom. Hallelujah. Your representatives of your kingdom here on this earth. Amen. Glory to God. The kingdom is in us. We have the kingdom of God in us because Jesus is in us. Glory. And because Jesus is in us and the kingdom is in us, the fullness of the Godhead is in us. And because we represent the kingdom and the kingdom is in us, good, <laughs> good goes with us. Good walks with us. Good goes with us and overflows out of us to affect not only our lives, but to affect everyone in our sphere of influence. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you that you are, that you are moving on people who are listening. Lord, right now, I thank you that healing is manifesting itself as they are becoming, realizing that your, that you have already appropriated healing for them. Lord, as they listen and begin to grow, I thank you that healing is is theirs and that they are receiving that healing. And they are receiving that healing from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that knees are being restored. Hallelujah. Hips are being restored. Lord, I thank you that that arthritis is being arrested and people are beginning to be able to do the things they couldn't do right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Receive it right now and know that it is yours. Glory be to God. We've been talking about the kingdom and that the kingdom is in us, that kingdom living is faith. Hope, love, faith of God, hope in Jesus, love all, glory, hallelujah. And we've been talking about that kingdom living is giving us, has given us everything that we need. It's in us everything that we need, everything that we want, everything that that is necessary for us is in us. 
And but we have to learn how to receive it. We have to learn how to bring it into ourselves, bring it out of ourselves, really bring it out of ourselves to manifest in this world. We have walked through some scriptures and uh, we've been camped out here on Mark, uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 26. And I've been doing this uh, line by line. And so we just finished reading uh, 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 24th verse and it reads, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe. And we talked about yesterday that this is why we can boldly believe because Jesus is in us, because we are abiding. We talked about Jesus being the vine and we being the branches, that Jesus is the vine and Jesus is sending us what we need to produce fruit. And because Jesus is abiding in us, and we are allowing the words of Jesus to abide with us. The words of Jesus are transforming us because we are submitting to those words. We are submitting to the ways of Jesus. We are submitting to the principles that Jesus gave us to live by. And because we're doing that, we can boldly believe for whatever we ask for in prayer. That's what it says. It says, I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And we talked about that, how we have to learn how to receive it. We have to learn that uh, it's ours. It's already ours. We have to receive it. Jesus Jesus appropriated it for us. Jesus got everything we needed from stole. No, I'll take that back. He did not steal. He took back what was already ours and defeated the devil at his own schemes. This defeated him clear and uh, upright and with no deceit, no lies, no uh, anything that was underhanded, outright, uh, fair and square. He defeated him and got back what was ours. And now we are in Christ and we can receive everything that's ours. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so now we, as we learn how to receive, as we begin to walk in it, as we begin to expand our minds to Think like Jesus, because we have the mind of Christ. So as we expand our minds to think like Jesus, that transforms our soul. Mm, 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 mm. That transforms our soul so that our will begins to line up with the will of God. And our emotions begin to calm down because now we do not, we're not ruled by our emotions. We rule our emotions and we know that they will change. And so we aren't ruled by them. And because we're not ruled by them, we're not tossed to and fro like the wind by doctrines that make us feel good, that good doctrines that, uh, uh, um, make us, uh, um, 
that make us feel good. <laughs> uh, uh, there's no other word to, to say that. That doctrines that just soothe us and 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 placate us. That we know the real thing, and because we know the real thing, we know that it just doesn't happen automatically. It happens because we have expanded our minds and we are walking in the kingdom principles. And because we're walking in those kingdom principles and learning how to receive as we grow, as we walk, it, it begins to grow in us and it begins to happen gradually as we as line upon line and precept upon precept as we walk. Glory to God. And then that, that boldness comes in that we can go before God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this, with this line in verse 25, and it says, and <clears throat> excuse me, and whenever you stand praying, mm, 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 whenever you stand praying, now, excuse me, let me get a drink of water. Whenever you stand praying. Now, in ancient Hebrew, uh, in in the Jewish world, people were, there were prayers that were required that they stand to pray. That they stand to, to, to pray before God. I I, I haven't found, and, and believe me, I've looked, found scriptures that required us to kneel our, to bow our heads and close our eyes. I haven't, I haven't found that yet. I'm looking for it, but I haven't found that. That, that there's nowhere that it says that we need to bow our heads and close our eyes. Now I understand where that comes from. That's showing reverence, but uh, reverence before God. But God is our Father. God is a parent to us. Does, do any of us go to our parents or have gone to our parents and closed our eyes and bowed our head and asked them for anything or, or had a conversation with them by closing our eyes and, and, and bowing our heads, uh, uh, talking to our parents? No. Or talking to whoever uh, uh, raised you or was, or you felt had authority over you. Do we bow our heads and close our eyes when we're having conversations? No, we don't. God is wants to have a personal relationship with us. God wants to be intimate with us. And we generally don't bow our heads and close our eyes when we're talking intimately with who, whoever it is. God, why, why do we think God wants that? God wants us to look at him and reverence him by our demeanor of knowing who we are in him. The scripture that that comes to mind about this particular when it says, "And whenever you stand praying, stand up, stand up, and pray," is this is is the um, in Luke? I think is Luke eighteen. Is it yes? Luke eighteen. Uh, going to verse nine. And Luke thir- Luke 18, verse 9, starting in verse 9, this is where Jesus tells a parable. 
And he talks about, and it says this about, Jesus is talking about two people who are praying. And I'm just reading. Okay. Jesus taught this parable to those who were convinced they were morally upright and those who trusted in their own virtue yet looked down on others with disgust. People who trusted in how good they were. So then it says in, in verse 10, once there were two men who went into the temple to pray. One was a proud religious leader. The other, a despised tax collector. Now, you have to understand the dynamic between the Jews and uh, the, the the religious leaders and the tax collectors that and, and the Jews, the dynamics that the Jews had, because the tax collectors were also Jews. But they had, in, in the Jewish opinion, they had sold out to Rome and become tax collectors. So they were collecting taxes for Rome who had overthrown uh, uh, overthrown the Jews at this time and they were ruling over them. And so the tax collectors, in their opinion, were, sold, were, were sellouts. <clears throat> and so they had disgust for them. They disdained them. So he says, uh, uh, <clears throat> the other, a despised tax collector. The religious leader stood apart from the others, stood apart from everybody else, and from the others and prayed like this. How I thank you, O God, that I'm not wicked like everyone else, like anyone else. He's not wicked like anybody, he says. He says, uh, they are cheaters, swindlers, and crooks, like that tax collector over there. God you know that I never cheat or commit adultery. What about another nine, uh, uh, another eight commandments? But he never cheats or commit adultery. Okay. I fast from food twice a week and I give you a tenth of all I make. Now, in contrast, here's the tax collector. The tax collector stood off alone in the corner away from the holy place and covered his face in his hands, feeling that he was unworthy to even look up to God, beating his chest, beating his chest, beating his breast. He sobbed with brokenness and tears saying, God, please in your mercy and because of the blood sacrifice, forgive me for I am nothing but the most miserable of all sinners. Which one of them left for home that day made right with God? It was the humble tax collector and not the religious leader. For everyone who praises himself will one day be humiliated before all. And everyone who humbles themselves will one day be lifted up and honored before all. Okay, now, Let's look at the day and time that this was written in and look at the fact that the the religious leader was standing up proud and saying that he wasn't a sinner, that he he didn't cheat, he didn't swindle, he wasn't a crook, you know, that he said, I don't cheat and commit adultery, you know, that he fasts twice a week and that he gave God a tenth of everything he made. You know, he's standing there uh, uh counting off the things that he does right. 
And because of this, God should bless him because of all the things that he does right. Now, in contrast, the tax collector, it says that the tax collector covered his face in his hands. And feeling unworthy to even look up to God. See, one of the things that the Jews were, that, that some of their prayers were required that they looked up to God. Not closed their eyes and covered their face. But this guy was feeling understood that nothing in him, especially at this time. Now, this time, Jesus had not died. Jesus had not given the sacrifice. His blood had not been spilt. But there still was a blood sacrifice. And this guy references that. He says, this guy saw it with brokenness and tears. You see, this guy understood who he was at this time in this presence. And he was speaking to God out of the realization of who he was at this day and time. And he said that, God, in your mercy, because of the blood sacrifice, mm, because he understood what the blood sacrifice did for him. He understood that that blood sacrifice, that, that killing of the bull once a, once a year that they brought, that killing of, of uh, the lamb that they did covered over his sins. And he understood and it covered it. It didn't take him away. It covered him. And so he asked God to forgive him for his sins for, because he was a miserable sinner at that time. And then he went on to say, he, he went on to ask God, he said, uh, uh, so he cried. He was standing there in humility at the time and place that he was. And then Jesus said, which one of them went home made right with God? And then he said it was the tax collector. Why? Because the, the tax collector did not talk about all the things that he did right. He talked about. The sacrifice that God, that the blood sacrifice, and he he relied on the mercy of God and the blood sacrifice. Glory to God. That was the humility. Now, yes, look at us today, where we stand today. What do we stand in today? We stand in that we have Jesus in us. Jesus has died and has risen, glory to God, Hey, has risen and is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us every single day. Now, we have Jesus in us. It says that we have Jesus in us. We have the Holy Spirit of God in us. It says that through the sacrifice of Jesus that we were made to be the righteousness of God. We were made, M-A-D-E, made to be the righteousness of God. So what is humility for us today? Humility for us today would be to stand in prayer and looking up to God with our hands lifted up and say to God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. Thank you that you have made us the righteousness of God. Made me, that you made me the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that through the blood of Jesus, my sins are taken away. Taken away. They are canceled out. 
Glory to God. I I stand clothed in the in in the blood of Jesus, knowing that the sins are my sins are never to be counted against me. And I thank you, God. That's humility. Not talking about how good you did, how many Sundays you've been to church, how much you read. How many times you, 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 uh, prostrated before God and prayed? No, that's not right. That's not being humble. Being humble means to say what God has said about you. To do that is to, to slap God in the face because you have not one time given honor God by thanking God for what God has done for us. Oh, glory to God. We have to stand before God and thank God for what God has done for us and give God glory for what God has done for us to make us the righteousness of God. That we stand in a place to be able to boldly come into the throne room of grace because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus. It has to do nothing with us. Nothing with us. So God don't want to hear all of that about you being a worm in the dust and, did, you know, you, you are an awful sinner and all of that. No, you're not. You were. But when you received Jesus, you became, became, were made the righteousness of God. That's humility. Not to take God's honor. Not to take God's place and, and take the honor of God away from God by, by talking about all those things, but to, Give God honor by thanking God for those things that Jesus did for us. And in that, in that, when we know where our place is, when we know who we are in Christ, that we're walking in the kingdom realm, then, (laughs) and we talked about that yesterday, then we can stand in prayer. Then we can stand in prayer knowing who we are and stand in prayer and boldly ask for what we want. Mm. Glory to God. I'm going to let you chew on that for a little bit. Glory to God. We have to remember who we are. We have to remember what God has done for us. And that's humility. That's being humble. And when we do that, as we walk in the kingdom of God, it will overflow and not only affect our life, the goodness of God, but the goodness of God will overflow to everyone around us. In Jesus' name, (laughs) so it is, so it is. Glory to God. I love you. Jesus loves you so much more. I'll talk with you tomorrow. All God's Children Community Church wants to thank you for listening to this podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Terry, and I'm your host. And I want to thank you for your support of this program. If you would scroll to the bottom of the Uh, link the bottom of the website uh, you will see that there's a link that says support this show 
If you click on that link, it will take you securely to our cash app that you can give to Word for Today. And I want you to give so that according to Philippians chapter 4, verses 17, that you will receive the good that comes from giving. Good comes from giving. You know, the word also says that God loves a cheerful giver. And because God wants us to support those who support us with the word. So uh, if you are getting fed, we appreciate that support. And I will pray that my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Because you support this podcast. And I know that God will give everything that he has. And it says, my God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need. And so I believe God for that. And I thank God for it. Also, just below that, you'll see our web, uh, our uh, email account. And if you would, please drop me an email to, uh, and just to let me know how the podcast is going, uh, if it's blessing you, and um, your questions, if you have any. And uh, if I get enough of the questions, I will dedicate a podcast to answering those questions. So uh, I appreciate you, your support. I thank you for your time. And may God Rich's blessing continue to be poured out on you as you live in the kingdom and as you bless others.